0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm Ruben.
1: I'm Pedro. Oh, damn it. Pedro, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I already went. Well,
2: I went under you, so I'll go again. Then I'm Jason.
1: And And I'm not Jason.
0: And we are back with another week of news for y'all. Um, do you, do you recall what episode we are on, sir?
1: My instincts lead me to believe that we're on episode 27. But my instincts are horribly wrong sometimes, so. I
0: want to say, I want to say you're one-off. Twenty-eight. I, yes, this is episode twenty-eight, Senor. Damn, I'm <sighs> way
2: off then because I'm still thinking twenty-three or
1: twenty-four.
0: Jason's like, I've been on so little of these. I thought we were on number six. Okay.
1: No, Yo, I'm 20... not Omar. Epi- <laughs> episode, episode twenty-three was during the first wave of the coronavirus pandemic. Ah. <laughs> uh... Goof. <laughs> that's how we're just. That's how we're gonna keep track of a, uh, of a. Uh, of the season now it's no longer season two this is the coronavirus season we're, on, we're in wave two now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> electric boogaloo wave two <laughs> yeah but how about we mix it up a little bit how about how about we start with some uh with some gaming news and then i go into tech after
0: i'm cool with that um i know jason you said you had a lot to cover i don't know if you want to go ahead and start us off
2: uh- Not necessarily a ton to cover, but some decent, juicy stuff to cover, I guess. I like juicy. Um, So, first off is with the reveal that we got at Ubisoft Forward of... I forget what the actual game was called, but it it, it was where we saw Sam Fisher up to this point, basically. Mm -hmm. Um... Something else just came out recently. I believe this was about two days ago. Uh, and it is the the Italian voice actor for Sam, Fish, Sam Fisher actually says there is a new Splinter Cell in the works and is coming in 2021. Though Ubisoft themselves have not confirmed any of the anything of it, really. So, yeah. Anybody looking forward to Splinter Cell? Yeah, you know, it's I mean, of course, with a grain of salt, but something to hopefully look forward to. I don't see why the voice actor for him
1: in any language would come forward and say anything if there wasn't some kind of truth behind it. Yeah, Um, I was about to say, I'm not looking forward to them having a different Italian voice actor now. (laughs) Yeah. So, other than that,
2: I mean, back in 2019, there was also some... Like, a rumor that was spread by GameStop, I guess. Again, still nothing confirmed. But I guess the last time that we saw Sam Fisher, like, in his own capacity would be back in Blacklist. I didn't realize that. That was back in 2013. That game is seven years old. That game could be in second grade by now. <laughs> Black,
0: are, you sure? are you sure it was Blacklist, sir?
2: Mm-hmm. That was the last one in the Splinter Cell series for sure. He did appear in Ghost Recon Wildland, but that's not a Splinter Cell game. <laughs>
0: I, don't why, I don't know why I thought Blacklist was after Conviction or was before. Oh no, Conviction.
2: Conviction was definitely first. I can tell you that for certain. Um, Blacklist was it was fun. It was it was different. It gave you a bunch of like different. Like, you had a map that you could choose different missions you would do
1: What's up, in different Perfect parts of the world. Some
2: were stealth missions, some were, like, really, really difficult, they don't get caught a single time type things. And it was it was fun, though. I enjoyed it very much. So it's exciting for me. I don't know how you guys are into the, uh, the uh, Splinter Cell series, but it's definitely something that, if is true, I'm definitely looking forward and hoping to hear more about it
0: for sure the the splinter cell sam fisher games are always the best in my opinion out of there out of like ghost recon and all that i i really
2: only go the for, the tom or, clancy type yeah, yeah. thing that's 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 i was like uh... are there any splinter (laughs) any where
1: there's not sam fisher
2: (laughs) but yeah i i totally get what you mean because i mean like i've played ghost recon i've played rainbow six i do now and then play siege but there's nothing quite like splinter cell that scratches that same itch yeah so that's you know again hopeful interesting but um Moving on, unless you guys have some other thoughts on that, I've got something kind of interesting. Little bit, I'm sure you guys have seen, kind of circling around the uh, the internet is a kid managed to steal twenty thousand dollars from his 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 mother to donate to streamers on Twitch, (laughs)
1: and it only took him seventeen days. What a baller! Can I be this kid? (laughs) Can I be his brother? Yep, like, yeah. So the story says this.
2: the kid spent
1: a huge amount of money on Fortnite
2: in just 17 days. The mother contacts, but they are yet to respond. And she said, my minor child has spent almost $20,000 using a, a debit card on subscriptions and donations, cleaning out my bank accounts on my, without my knowledge or permission. Years of savings gone in 17 days, no response from customer service in over two weeks, and no response to certified mail to the CEO or Amazon Legal. Mm-hmm. G- Ooh. It in reddit you know does anybody know if i can get this money back or how to get a response um <laughs> nope. the website that i got this article from dot esports reached out i guess and uh she stated that the donations went to popular streamers to such as Tifu, gorb ewok tv i'm not sure who ewok tv or gorb is i've heard Tfue. <laughs> yeah Tifu for sure but the other ones i'm like huh uh, but those still aren't even the bigger ones. You've got Atlanta Falcons quarterback Kurt Benkart and Miami Heats Myers Leonard. So <laughs> guys that definitely didn't need the money and he's just dropping these donations from his mother's account on them. Dang. Mother further said that so the way that she uh that he would have gotten it would be that she he might have taken note of her password or she might not have logged out properly from her device and the bank. Uh, She has gotten in contact with them, but unfortunately, they can't help either unless she's willing to press charges because it's considered friendly fraud. Press charges (laughs) against her own son? Yep. (laughs) Do you want to fork out 20K over that mistake, Pedro? (laughs) 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 Yeah, my son just dropped all this. I don't care how true that is,
1: dude, no. (laughs) Dude, it's probably like some part of some elaborate, like, scheme (laughs) oh my god so i mean
2: on that note just and you know for our our five listeners out there hopefully by now just just keep (laughs) keep your passwords ready keep your cards on you keep an eye on your money because you you never know what's going on they might just think it's okay um and and then i mean as far as like i'm sure you guys have like the basic questions how did you not notice 20 fucking thousand dollars going missing um what it was only over a matter of 17 days, and I guess what she had said is she only logs on, like, once or twice a month when she actually needs to get her finances, like, ready and moving, you know, paying bills and all that. So she had no idea it was gone until it was just gone.
0: Until it was time to pay that rent.
2: Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> like oh my god, imagine that. Like, that's exactly what you're signing <laughs> on for, wondering why your rent didn't go through. And you see
1: there's just no money. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, what kind of what kind of a uh, cheapo bank do they use where they don't have like fraud notifications? Where it's like you've spent twenty thousand dollars this week. Are you? Yeah, right, that's not week?
2: weird. That's not weird. Like
1: <laughs> the bank's that's... like, oh, she spent twenty thousand dollars. Good for
2: her. Good. I guess. For her. Yeah, I guess that that's kind of the other side. Don't get me wrong. You know, twenty fucking thousand dollars, but still, like for your bank not to have noticed, they're you know, you, you have some kind of money. <laughs> But still, 20 fucking... I would be i would be losing my mind that kid would not even have an ass anymore. I would have whooped it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've got one last little bit uh, to move on to here. And in case you guys were not aware, this is just an, an interesting little bit to kind of leave off on lighthearted note. Uh, Adult Swim is cancelled. What? Like the whole channel? Yeah. What? What? Because according to a Twitter post that was shared, they're brainwashing and conditioning your children. I have it in quotes here. Cartoon Network After Hours. They throw it in your face. They hope you are not the kind of parent who monitors what your kids watch and do. They're busy conditioning them. What do you see here? I see witches abusing babies. This is not okay. This (laughs) is not funny. Hashtag these people are sick. What are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: (laughs) Uh, I I mean I I, I, ridiculous.
2: I want to throw the blatant one out there. They throw it in your face. Yes, they do. This is not Cartoon Network anymore. This
1: is not for the kids. Yeah, or get this. Maybe they throw it in your face purposefully so that you can monitor your children, exactly, if they're watching it or not. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, what, are you, what are you talking about, Pedro? It's clearly not the parents' responsibility to raise their child.
1: Dude, it's never the parents' responsibility to raise their child. All they have to do is bring them into the world and then let the world raise them. You know, like, let
0: the TV do the rest.
1: Yeah. And if the parents get really mad that the world isn't raising them the way that the parents want to want them to be raised, then they have the right to be outraged at that. You know, Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Some people's kids. You said then. it was on Twitter, right? You said it was on Twitter.
2: Yeah, no, this is a Twitter post. This was there was it was gets canceled culture. It's somebody trying to you know just find something new to attack, and that was the post. You know the that's what they I, that that seriously. I, like I said, I I took the quote down. I see witches abusing
1: babies. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm gonna find <laughs> this. I'm gonna find this. Uh, this this tweet. I'm gonna retweet it, and I'm gonna call them something really mean. <laughs> so with that being said
2: well, I guess like at least be aware of what your kids are watching what they watch is their business but or your your business I guess too if you're the parent but yes Cartoon Network After Hours is indeed Cartoon Network After Hours and I for one not necessarily glad but I am at least aware of why they throw that in your fucking face
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: absolutely um, so unless you guys have any other thoughts on that though that is basically my section uh i'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to ruben or pedro you guys want to fight over it
0: i can i can take over it we'll, we'll end on the trick um all right so this last week we had a lot go on you know xbox finally had their event which <sighs> wasn't it was an event. excuse me um <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't amazing by any means, but we did get some cool announcements. Um, we saw more footage from that game Medium, which is that one where you, of course, play as a medium, and you can see, like, the the side of life that's alive, and then the, the other world. Um, they showed, we finally got some footage on some Halo Infinite, Woo! which showed... A much more open world, a way bigger map, um, some upgrades and some. No downgrades. Yeah, some yeah, some downgrades. I would say. <laughs> um,
2: I I do have a little bit to say on that. Whenever whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, upon first watching it, I did I wasn't too hyped on it because. The, the quality didn't look that great. And then I guess after the event, they said, you know, we're putting out a 4K video. It, it'll look better on there, which I watched and it did. um It was the first Halo that didn't really super catch my attention. However, I am still looking forward to playing it to see because I'm because I'm hopeful, basically. Um, <laughs> they added see- a, they added in some new features like a, a grappling hook, which you can use to grab like fusion coils and throw them to explode, which is a nice little thing. Or you can use it to, you know, traverse the the <clears throat> land. Um, I do kind of dig the simplified look that it kind of has. However, I don't know if it's going to stay that way because they did also state that it is an early build of the game. So that's
2: what I was gonna throw out there. Is yeah, I was. I had uh read somewhere else that it was an early build of the game and not only that it wasn't running on a Series X.
0: Yeah, it was running on a
1: PC. On a mm-hmm. PC, that's so
0: disappointing.
1: It's in my
2: opinion. I mean, I it it, it uh, I mean I can kind of understand the whole PC because just what me and you see as a PC may not be the same. Technically a Bitcoin miner is a PC. You know what I mean?
0: And it's not like they went all out. It's one of
2: those kind of like general specs of whatever system they're trying to work with. And then something else that I didn't realize, I guess, was that I didn't take into perspective, unless I'm just wrong about this and it was bad info, is I believe that this is being made to work on the 360.
0: Not the 360, but the Xbox
2: One. Oh, there you go. The original Xbox One, which... I guess wasn't as powerful as I knew it, as I thought it was. So it, it's kind it's going back to work on a system that was built a whole generation ago, essentially.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be some, some extra settings in there to bring up the graphics on newer gen. Right. Um, and it's not like when they shot this footage, it's not like they decked out a computer to run the best it could. they,
2: Right, 80s. that's what I was... It's it's kind of essential, like, bare basics to get it running what an Xbox would look
0: like. Yeah, because they stated that with with their tests that um they ran it on a PC that was set to basically run the same way the newer mm-hmm. Xboxes would run.
1: Right, and, and, like, inherently there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're holding an Xbox conference to show off Xbox games... And they show gameplay, then it should be on an Xbox. Like, you I see mean, what I'm saying? like, there's, you, there's you, nothing wrong with it running on a PC, even if the settings are parallel. But, like, ah, uh, I don't they, know. They, just could just have right just, they could have also gone the
2: route of Nintendo with their most recent Nintendo Direct Mini. Unless you're interested in, I believe, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, it was a big fat fuck
0: you. Um, but another reason i'm not super like bent on the graphics is because obviously the graphics aren't going to be as clean as some of the more linear games with this being as open as it is because it is going to be loading all those like at once Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean like i said curious to see when it comes out because as you may know this game you're not going to have to buy it right when it comes out it will be on game pass so I mean if you have game pass it's going to drop the same day it comes out so you'll be able to play it essentially for free as long as you have that service
1: Um, and might I add game pass is becoming a better and better value with every single passing day (laughs) like with everything that that Microsoft throws into there it's like it's becoming a super tempting option
0: (laughs) dude I highly recommend it
1: (laughs) You still have yours?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I still have it for another month.
1: There you go. Then you have to make the hard decision of whether or not you want to pay for it or not. Uh, honestly, prob- <laughs> I honestly probably, would, honestly. And still, no new, no new news on uh, on Game Pass inclusion with uh, with Xbox Live for the next gen either. So that could still be a, you know, that could be a, that could be a definite uh tied swinger there indeed but that's speculation at this point still that we hope for but
0: i have i want to say two or three more things from the xbox event that i want to cover and the next one is um that game avowed i don't know if you guys remember which one this was but it's the one that kind of looked like a skyrim type role-playing game from obsidian mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh for those of you who don't know obsidian is the team that was behind fallout new vegas um, which makes this interesting to me because i want to play it because it's something that i like but i i have had really bad luck with obsidian games like i don't really care <laughs> for fallout new vegas and i don't really care for the outer Wilds or the outer Worlds, so
2: Damn, that bad. You can't even get the name right, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, there's like three games that all have such similar titles. There's Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds, and then there's another one I want to say.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Outer Wilds was—it's a DLC, right? Or no, some shit like no, that. No, no, Outer out.
0: Outer Outer Wilds is a whole nother game.
2: Oh, yeah, that's
0: not related to the Outer World. <laughs> Damn.
2: Okay, never mind. Um... Never mind then.
0: But I mean this gameplay trailer looked pretty neat. you saw um a dude holding a sword and doing some magic in his other hand um
2: I'm interested just because of the kind of setting and like I don't know i well I mean I guess I know what it is I like fantasy but that kind of fantasy setting always it's easier to pull me in than like the fallout like New Vegas would be than I get, even just in that same kind of vein you know what I mean yeah. That kind of game grabs my attention more.
0: Um so hopefully I mean I'm looking forward to trying this and hopefully it'll be one of the first obsidian games that I can actually get into and hopefully hold me over till Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You yeah, really maybe think it's
2: gonna hold you over for another five years and six more remasters.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know. I don't know, man. By the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, I have to consider whether or not I have to hire a babysitter. But, but by, the time, <laughs> by the
0: time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, we'll have the the 20th re-release of GTA
2: Five. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> if you're not trying to hire a babysitter, you're trying to figure out which one's babysitting which. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then uh, the last game, actually before the game, um, oh no, the last game I want to talk about is, of course, we got an announcement for Fable, which is one of Eh. the biggest Xbox games. Even if you're not a fan, it's it's one. You know,
2: you know what Fable is. You know what the box art looks like. I can remember it from memory, and I've never played Fable.
0: Fable 2 was really good. I haven't played 1. Fable 3 was okay. I'm really looking forward to 4. Especially if they do get it with some nice graphics and have that same kind of sense of humor that the game is known for. Um, But I, I
2: thought the only sense of humor that Fable had was promising ridiculously huge things and not delivering.
0: Like what? say, sir? Are you talking about their Connect game that flopped?
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm just trash talking about like Fable 1 and 2 had like <laughs> linear, like go look up some of the stuff that Peter Molyneux promised Fable 1 and 2 would have. Hey man,
0: those are great, <laughs> those are great games, eh? No, I, yeah,
2: they totally are, but you know what? I thought you had an idea about that. I have to look this up. how. Um, I've never played
1: a Fable you, game, guys. You, you okay.
2: keep going, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I have a list ready of some of the stuff that was said.
0: Okay, well, um, unfortunately with this, we didn't get any gameplay. It was all just the cinematic trailer. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I know a lot of Xbox people are. However, a recent rumor has put my excitement on hold because a recent rumor suggests that the newest Fable is going to be an MMO which is not but, good in my eyes
1: which is a change up in the formula right
0: yeah that'd be it just it's definitely not what i'm looking for and i know a lot of fable fans who it's definitely not what they're looking for um so
2: here here we go real quick sorry just to interject it's you have to put this in the eyes of 11 years ago so one of the big things like that he said during like press releases was there's absolutely no fenced in areas if you can see it you can reach it it was that kind of game like if you can see it you can go there if you can see it you can interact with it if you cut down a tree you will still see that stump when the you know whatever time skip or whatever happens and years later you see the action you see the results of your actions back when that's the kind of game that this was, that fable was supposed to be. <laughs> but still a good game.
0: I was like, <laughs> I was like it's still a fantastic game. <laughs> I, I yeah. really don't
2: I'm not like, not downplaying at all how good it it is. It it's still a very good game.
0: If I wanted to see my impact on cutting down trees, I would be playing Minecraft right
2: now. Or or yeah, here here you go. Like here's one example, like plants in the game that grow, they grow in real time. Which to to me and you now sounds silly, but just think about 11 years ago like, "Oh my god, are you fucking serious? They simulate real time?" <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> and then I had a question about the Xbox event um, did both of you watch it
1: not in its entirety I fell asleep
0: oh man I was going <laughs> to ask what your guys' favorite trailer from the event was
1: I only followed the live blog because it was happening at work
2: I couldn't pick um, one because I was so uninterested after Halo oh
0: man there's one that they had where I'm not even excited for the game. It's just their trailer was so good and the way they advertised it was excellent. Um, It's the one that's kind of like, honey, I shrunk the kids in a way where you're the four kids who are like super tiny in the yard, like trying to get back to the house or whatever.
2: I I have no idea, but I know my game of the year is going to be Gamer Girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for the game of the year edition with all the included DLC of that one, to be honest. I'm going to wait out for that. Um,
0: the game is called Grounded, and it was just funny to me that this, like, the way they advertised this trailer, because the voice came on, right? It was, like, this trailer, and it was, like, if you're waiting for the next big game of the, of I
2: do game, remember seeing that. It was all, <laughs> Specifically that. And it was all, then wait for Cyberpunk. <laughs> <It was laughs> all, but if not, then... <laughs> this is
0: grounded and it just like went into a trailer and it was
2: yeah now that you're saying it i do remember specifically that (laughs) let's
1: see here um that's the kind of marketing i like (laughs) yeah
0: so i mean that that right there got me in but of course besides that you gotta you gotta give it up to to the halo announcement even if it's not exactly what i was looking for it's definitely what got the most hype But what's that?
2: That makes me feel like the show was like blowing your load right after unzipping your pants.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that they started with Halo, honestly, because when I seen Halo was first, I was like, I oh, was man. like, damn, this is gonna be good. I was like, this is gonna be a nuts show if Halo's first. What else are they showing? And it but was,
2: I needed it was, a nap. It was,
0: it was like <laughs> everything we already knew, pretty
2: much. Like I said, they could have just done the fucking Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase and given you Shin Megami Tensei as a highlight. Alrighty, um, they were supposed to announce the Mario Collection. (laughs) They were. were. I'm so sad about something that failed me. Was never actually confirmed to be happening, anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't think we're gonna get it. I just think Nintendo's like, uh, we're not gonna show it yet. We're gonna, I think that I think they honestly want to try and wait for Corona to blow over, not knowing that it's not gonna blow over. I <laughs> Ever. don't, I don't know. Norm.
2: From a business sense, it makes sense just to make it while well, everybody's definitely stuck home because then you get all these nostalgia fuckers buying it. just be- Like, I know I would. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've passed Super Mario 64 probably four or five times with all of the stars, and I would still buy that collection, again, in a heartbeat, just for that game.
0: <laughs> True, but I mean, um, there's a lot that goes into putting out a game, especially, like, the physical copies, and if they're not, Fully up to being able to do that right now. I don't think they'd want to risk only...
2: It's Mario. Throw that shit on your own eShop. You don't have any commission to pay.
0: Obviously they would, but... They're not going to risk losing out on those physical sales as well.
2: Fuck those physical sales.
0: I was like, Nintendo doesn't report their online sales. (laughs) So... Oh. If they only put out stuff <laughs> online. Oh. <laughs> they want their numbers to look good. They don't, they don't want them rookie numbers, man. They got to pump them up. <laughs> um, that's pretty R- much... Run out of
2: stock on digital downloads, but not
0: physical copies. That's pretty much all I got for stories. I know we'll probably discuss some stuff after your section, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to you, Pedro.
1: Cool, cool. All right. So we got we got lots of little tech stories this week uh some funny ones too actually so uh let's uh let's dive right into it so pixel 4a update okay so so this is hot off the press this is about three hours ago so this is why i'm leading with it but apparently uh the the latest update on the pixel 4a is that the launch date for it is august 3rd according to a leaker on twitter uh john prosser I don't think I pronounced that correctly, but uh, that is a week from tomorrow, uh, and the leaker says that this is the launch date, like, 100%, like, 100%, so, uh, really weird, because launch dates typically tend to be on Tuesdays uh, for major hardware releases, but, I mean, it's coronavirus, so that can throw everything out of whack, but... Um that is the latest update there. We're still expecting everything else that we have been gathering on this phone for the past what it seems like three months now <laughs> on the Pixel 4a. So uh still the same Snapdragon 730, SOC. Um we still, you know, expecting six gigs of RAM, still that $349 price uh on there, and just one configuration of 128 gigabytes of storage on there. So uh also, can't forget the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, since that's uh, a dying breed in phones nowadays. So, that's really cool. Uh, I hope that it launches on the third, because that'll be really cool. Um, I'm probably gonna if okay. If there's a special color of the phone, like there was for the Pixel first gen, or it's like really blue and it looks really good, like I'll get it that day. But if there's not, then I'll wait a bit. I'll wait for the reviews. I'll wait for the consensus on it, and uh, and uh, we'll let that we'll let that to kind of a uh, kind of uh, evolve into its own little thing. Um, so,
0: just out of curiosity, Google has announced that like they're working on that phone, correct?
1: The four A, um, kind of, kind of. So wondering they wondering haven't said honestly, they're not. Honestly,
0: <laughs> if it wasn't for us doing this podcast, like I would not know about that phone because I have not seen any advertisement whatsoever.
1: Yeah. So they, they haven't officially announced that they're going to be releasing it or anything. They're probably going to announce this week. If they're actually going to release it on the 3rd of August, there's probably going to be an invitational to like, to like a, an online conference to it sometime this week. That's usually how they do it. Right. So,
2: That's um, eight fucking days away to announce a brand new phone. That's really uh, I mean, it's
1: a. I mean, it's a, it, I mean, it's the A series. So, like, they started with the 3A, right? And that sold like hotcakes. And so, um, those the the A series so far has been separate from the from the Pixel line of announcements. So, Google will typically announce the Pixel line, you know, so the non A series, the flagship line, at Google I/O. And so, they send an, announcements and invitations to Google I/O. And people go to Google I.O. and then they're like, oh, yeah, here's a new pixel. And then everyone's like, ooh, a ah, new pixel. But for the A-series so far, it hasn't really been that big a deal, especially since this is just the second generation of the A-series. And the first one was just kind of like an afterthought that happened to sell really, really well. And so everyone everyone was kind of happy about that. So uh, we'll have to see how they handle it this time. But I fully expect them to have like some kind of little announcement, especially since Google I.O. was canceled this year. So um it it won't be strictly a a pixel 4a event they're going to announce a couple of different things and they did post a picture of the 4a on the google store website where you can purchase you know like pixel phones and the nest series of devices and other google hardware there um but they didn't advertise like you know coming soon pixel 4a but the picture is there you can go there right now and you can see the pixel 4a (laughs) in picture at the google store website so uh uh you know we'll we'll see we'll see about this uh phone this coming week we'll see how they announce it or if they even decide to announce it that way but anyways i'm excited about that but uh moving on from uh the, the google news and the google pixel news because it seems like we have a reoccurring theme about what companies get coverage on this podcast so uh up- upcoming is the Intel news, and so uh, Intel has reportedly announced that they have delayed their 7 nanometer processors until at least 2022, so they've delayed it another official six months, uh, pushing it to another calendar year into 2022, so... um that's a that's something that was not expected here of Intel, especially since they were looking to secure a contract to have, I believe, TSMC manufacture these seven nanometer processing uh process chips for them. Uh, especially with how well AMD's Ryzen has been going, the three thousand series in particular, and the upcoming four thousand series, and you know, rumored September, October, November ish. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we're, we'll have to see how this goes, but basically the specifics of it are that, uh, Intel reported in their quarter two 2020 earnings release notes that the company's seven nanometer based CPU product timing is shifting approximately six months relative to prior expectations, um, and uh, that originally was going to happen at the end of 2021 when the 7 nanometer chips from Intel were going to be released. But uh, as I said, the six-month delay has pushed that into uh, early 2022, if not further, uh, due to what Intel CEO Bob Swan, yeah, that's his name, Bob Swan, uh, <laughs> referred to as a defect mode in the 7 nanometer process. So that's what he has specifically said to the guys over at Tom's Hardware, um, which is really interesting because... Uh, AMD seems to have this whole seven nanometer process, uh, you know, down for their chips and they've been performing amazingly. So, um, Intel actually says that the issues with its current seven, seven nanometer production means that production is trending a year behind its internal roadmap. So, uh, for some reason though, the company says that being a year behind schedule will still only result in an aforementioned six month delay on market. So, uh, really 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 weird here um that means that intel's probably gonna keep on writing it's uh 10 nanometer process that they have been uh using for the past oh, what 2020 right so i believe they've been using the 10 nanometer process on their chips for the past three years i want to say and um, they've revamped it every year since then so uh, uh they're, they're still very well performing chips just that you know, they're not innovating. Then Intel has been stagnant for many years and they, uh, you know, they had no signs of uh, kind of revitalizing themselves until uh, AMD came out with Ryzen. So, uh, you know, I like, I like uh, companies and I like competition more. So we'll have to wait and see what Intel pulls out of their hat for this one. Uh, And let's keep our fingers crossed that either Intel picks it up and the market improves or AMD continues to slaughter, and they just take over as the new Intel, and uh, we usher in a new era of Team Red because I'm Team Red. So, uh, <laughs> moving on from that story here, uh, let's go to let's go to uh, one of the uh, the funny stories that I got here. So, um, Microsoft uh, on Twitter cruelly mocked American Cheese, and Velveeta's Twitter snapped back at them. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a weird one. Not gonna lie. Um, Twitter's uh, Twitter's kind of a cesspool of uh, of human thought. Uh, that's where I go to like shit talk or you know to post to post really really cringy stuff. So I'm part of that for sure. But <laughs> apparently it's not limited to me complaining about my life on Twitter. It's a uh, it works there for uh you know apparently companies to have beef like Microsoft and Velveeta cheese. So, <laughs> um, as far as what the you know what the um. Oh, you know what the tweets said here? Uh, the, uh, let's see here. Mm, I had it saved right here, but it has escaped my eyes. But um, basically uh, there was a tweet that says a uh, current status eating very poor quality cheese out of wrappers. Uh, that's something that uh, <laughs> Sasha Rosenbaum, the product manager over at GitHub posted on Twitter Um And then, uh, Microsoft, uh, MVP, uh, and founder of build five nines, uh, replied to that, uh, to that tweet said American hashtag cheese cheese whiz and hashtag Velveeta, uh, at eat liquid gold are the worst cheese quote unquote products. So that was his response to that original tweet from Sasha Rosenbaum. Um, and so, uh, that's where the, that's where the snowball started, uh, started getting bigger, started rolling down the hill, so to speak, um, Velveeta, um, as far as their response to that, um, since, you know, P- Velveeta was directly hashtagged into that response, um, and referenced the, the account too, the at eat liquid gold, which is, a, it's, it's a, that's, that's kind of funny in my opinion, but, <laughs> but, uh, Velveeta was definitely hurt. Uh, they responded with, not cool, Chris. We didn't say anything when Vista came out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, yeah, they got him good, man. He got him good. That was a below the belt uh, strike for sure. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, that was that was that was pretty funny. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's something I just wanted to cover today. That was really funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then uh, Velveeta uh, actually responded a second time to that and said, Sorry, can't hear you. The zoom is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so that, that's that that's that's pretty funny that I'd mentioned that, but uh anyway, so that, I guess that covers the Microsoft uh news section here today, but uh <laughs> the next story here is actually our Apple segment for this week, and Apple is being sued in California for not taking action against iTunes gift card scams. so <laughs> this is an interesting one because uh. Uh, as many of you may or may not know a common form of scamming people online uh, is um, by uh, you know grabbing mostly like senior citizens attentions online by giving you those fake you know virus has been found on your computer you know through your browser uh, or you know your windows has been infected you know call this number to you know have it you know fixed or whatever it may be but Anyway, there's a there's a number of these different scams that essentially just get you to feel a sense of urgency uh, to to do something, right? So that's either you know pay Microsoft support quote unquote money to get a quote unquote virus off of your computer, or it may be something like uh, you know paying the fees that you owe quote unquote to the IRS and and taxes or hospital bills or bail money, debt collection, that sort of thing. Uh, but in whatever the case may be, the scammers uh, urge victims to buy an iTunes gift card from a local retailer, you know, Walgreens, Walmart, uh, wherever, uh, and pass the card serial code and its pin to the scammer as proof of payment. So um, most of the, you know, the targets for these are, like I said, the, uh, the elderly are just those people who are not sure uh, you know, how the internet works. Like my parents, although they're not elderly, there's, uh, they're not young either, but, uh, <laughs> they'll fall into that category too. So, cause I've had to, I've had to save them from, uh, multiple, uh, occasions of falling prey to those. Uh, and that, and that was like several years ago. So <laughs> this is when I was a, a young teenager, mind you. Um, but, uh, basically, Uh, You know, as far as the structure of these scams, first the scammer uses, uh, you know, the the scam, you know, urges people to buy these gift cards and then steals money for whatever service they provided, right? Um, But uh, scams, uh, you know, the scam funds are typically laundered in various ways, but the three most common are the scammer, you know, one, the scammer uses these funds to buy an Apple device like Mac, iPhone, iPad, um, which it later resells, uh, resells to gain access to real world fiat currency. Two, the scammer uses the funds to buy perks or digital currency in an app or game they have set up, creating real-world profits for a company they owned or have partnered with. Or three, the scammer resells the gift card code and pin to other criminals. So, um, the the you know the Apple being sued part of this story comes into uh, you know into a statement that uh, the plaintiffs have said in regards to the specific lawsuit and why they have launched it. But they have said, "quote." Apple is incentivized to allow the scam to continue because it reaps a 30% commission on all scammed proceeds. And knowingly or recklessly, Apple uh, plays a vital role in the scheme by uh, failing to prevent payouts to the scammers, the court documents read. So um, uh, in more detail, Apple retains 30% of the spent funds for itself at all times. This amount remains retrievable to the consumer. Apple holds the remaining spent funds for four to six weeks before paying the third-party vendors on the app and iTunes store on which the store value was spent, meaning the remainder is also retrievable to the consumer. So uh, in comparison here, as far as commissions of what platforms get versus what you, the consumer, pay um, for you know, these points or for these gift cards, um, iTunes is at the very, very top of the list. According to a 2018 FTC report, Federal Trade Commission, by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, iTunes in 2018 uh, reportedly uh, retained a 23.7% commission on, uh, you know, what people pay on a gift or reload card, uh, compared to Google Play's 18.3%, Packs 3.5%, Amazon's 2.5%, and Steam's 2.3%. So that's a massive, massive gain there. Um, you know, percentage wise, when especially when you take into account that Steam, uh, you know, keeps 10% of uh, you know, what's what iTunes (laughs) collects from commissions. Um, and I do have to say that I kind of agree with this lawsuit, although I don't have I I don't really know the specifics, uh, as to you know how it all works. And in specific, in, in relation to this specific lawsuit, what they're trying to get at. Uh, or what they trying to what they're trying to target in Apple's systems to win this lawsuit. I'm I'm not familiar with that to be honest. Maybe it's worth some homework time. But uh, overall, just on you know, just giving a quick look over, I side with the consumer on this one. Just because one, I don't like Apple, and two, they're profiting off of this, and three, I'm really tired of John from Microsoft calling and trying to get my parents to pay them in uh, Google Play cards. So. Uh, you know, this, this this has to stop. It's ridiculous. So if there's anything that Apple can do to deter that, then they should. They have the, you know, the moral responsibility and obligation as a multi-billion dollar company, which actually, they might be a trillion dollar company. I don't know. I don't care. But, uh, you know, in, in any case, they more, you know, they have more than enough resources to do something about this. Um, now it's not going to solve every scam problem because there's always going to be scammers who you know trick the system or or cheat it. But uh, you know the 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 big bull has all the resources, and when the big bull doesn't do anything, then everyone else hurts. So uh, that's it for the Apple story this week. Anyway. Uh, Next story here is that uh, it's actually something that our, conspiracy, our conspiracy-believing our conspiracy listeners will agree with. And this is actually uh, something that uh, I didn't really consider until now, but it makes a lot of sense. But apparently, federal agencies have submitted uh, official concerns that face masks will thwart facial recognition tech. Uh, And this is from a report that uh, comes from actually a variety of different, uh, uh, you know, different uh, groups here, federal groups. So that comes from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, uh, as well as um, some other ones, the the, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, group there so they, they have said that quote uh, the potential impacts that widespread use of protective masks could have on security operations that incorporate face and uh, incorporate face rec- recognition systems such as video cameras image processing hardware and software and image recognition algorithms to monitor public spaces during the ongoing COVID-19 public health emergency and in the months after the pandemic subsides uh very very interesting there. Uh, reading reading uh, that claim there kind of made me want to watch a uh, what was it Citizen Four that movie again? It's the documentary about Edward Snowden. So <laughs> I have to watch that there again. But uh, anyway, uh, this is something that uh, you know a lot of people haven't uh, really considered. Now, let me ask you this, guys: with all this COVID nineteen stuff happening, where in the media have you seen a report? of an increase in terrorist attacks or terrorist violence. Have you seen anything about that? Uh, I don't think I have. How about you, Jason? If he's still there. Anyway, I'll speak for Jason. No, I haven't, Pedro. Yeah, neither have I. So <laughs> um, I just find it really interesting that uh, this is the, this is a problem. Uh, and uh, it's, it's not a new problem, right? I mean, this is something that has spoofed facial recognition software for a very long time, uh, at least here in the U.S. with its facial recognition software and trying to prevent or, or intercept uh, terrorist attacks. Um, but uh, it's really interesting that these departments have brought up these concerns again in today's climate. Uh, and it kind of leads you to leads you to question a little bit how you know or you know most people question this already right but it leads you to think about it a little bit more as to the media you're consuming and what the media you're consuming uh, is trying to tell you by painting this picture of this you know reality that they that they have presented to you through their own eyes. So uh, I'm not going to say any more about that, but interesting thing to consider here um next story we're actually going back to uh follow up on a story that i reported on last week and it was the story if anyone remembers about the massive twitter hack that happened that uh, incited one of the largest bitcoin uh scams on the internet to date um for those of you who didn't catch last week's episode or for those of you who need a refresher, basically a handful of very high up their Twitter accounts were compromised, such as Elon Musk and Bill Gates, uh, of which there was a doubling scheme on Bitcoin that uh, these uh, hackers were presenting through these uh, Twitter accounts uh, that ended up stealing, I think it was 100,000 Bitcoin, something like that, which is a huge amount of money. Um, but anyways, following up on that Twitter attack this week, uh, Twitter support officially stated that uh, these attackers may have accessed the DMs of up to 36 accounts, including a Netherlands-based uh, politician there, so... um Previously, uh, it was reported that no elected officials, uh, DMs, or, or, you know, accounts were, were compromised. Specifically, uh, last week, we reported that specifically Donald Trump's account was not compromised because of additional protections that are, are, that are in, put into place. And, uh, you know, whatever identity management software Twitter has to, to manage accounts. But uh, apparently, this, uh, you know, this Twitter account for this uh, Netherlands elected official, was compromised. And, uh, luckily nothing, you know, too damning was done with that. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a, you know, thankfully that nothing really, you know, dangerous was done with that. Um, specifically, this was, uh, the, the politician's name was, uh, Geert Wilders. I, I totally botched that first name, but I'm phonetic anyway. <laughs> uh so uh, yeah so that's interesting there that that uh was one of the one of the compromised accounts there just wanted to follow up on that because you know initial reports hardly give us the whole picture and so you know here we are a week later with more details and it's like oh our elected officials account was compromised and this is what happened to it so who knows what else they're hiding
2: <laughs>
1: but uh anyway one last tech story here for us today this is about a uh, this is about a massive outage that happened earlier this week. Uh, uh, it, it affected the services b- by Garmin. Uh, you know that's the you know the not is it a fit? No, it's not Fitbit. Fitbit's its own thing, but um, smart devices, smart watches, that sort of thing, uh, fitness trackers. That's the term I'm looking for. So uh, Garmin was hit by a massive outage uh, this week. Where it affected, you know, their websites as uh, as well as all of their um, all of their fitness tracking software, um, it was all down there for about 24 hours. That's a huge outage, um, and it's believed that this massive outage was possibly caused by a ransomware attack. Uh, the outage first reported by uh, was first reported by Garmin um, over uh, you know 20 hours ago, and this is dated on July 24th at 5:43 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And so um, Garmin's official, uh, you know, reps had said, we are currently experiencing an outage that affects Garmin.com and Garmin Connect. This outage also affects our call centers, and we are currently un- uh, unable to receive any calls, emails, or online chats. So this is a massive outage. So like, all the important stuff was down, right? Every service they provide, uh, and every support that they had in line from the company to the consumer was basically cut off. So it's like Garmin just like was on an island for a little bit. But, um, uh, you know, some clarification on that. Garmin Connect is the service that allows owners of Garmin devices like, uh, you know, their their forerunner smartwatch or whatever uh, to uh, track their running performance. You know, their, I don't know, their blood pulse. I don't know. I've never owned a Garmin. Never going to have one. They're expensive. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. Um, According to ZDNet, uh, Garmin was forced to shut down a number of crucial services after a ransomware attack uh, locked some of the company's production systems on its internal network. Although the company hasn't confirmed the attacks, ZDNet notes that a number of employees on Twitter and in interviews claimed the attack was used, uh, that claimed that the attack used a strain of ransomware called WastedLocker. So, if you guys want to learn more about that, you can look up WastedLocker. Um, an internal memo uh, from Garmin's IT staff in Taiwan was published by Ithome, uh, saying Garmin's Taiwan factories will be down for two days of maintenance to deal with the issue. That is massive downtime, massive downtime for a company like Garmin. Uh, and that comes from me working in IT, right? So, uh, uh, you know, the numbers of how much downtime, you know, you, you, you provide to your, to your client. And trying to fix something, especially on this scale, like two days of uh, straight of downtime for "quote unquote" maintenance, like tell any IT professional that, and they're just they're just going to look at you with a scared face and just say "yikes," <laughs> straight up. But you know, other than this, you uh, know, other than this memo, uh, the basically other internal memos from Garmin saying that they were dealing with uh, a response to a virus, so. Uh, although they haven't officially said yes, it's a virus, you know we we know what happened you ain't fooling us uh garmin you ain't fooling us so <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah that's the that's all the tech news I have to cover this week lots of little lots of little good sprinkles of knowledge in there and some some good stuff.
0: I heard that sir all right well, I mean if you want, we can talk about. Some things. Um, I know LCS is going on a little bit.
1: Yeah, gonna, let's uh, talk about LCS.
0: I wanted to talk about Ghost of Tsushima with Jason, but I don't know if he's—I don't know if he has ever returned.
1: I—I—he has not spoken for himself in a while. So. <laughs> right, very, fine. very interesting. Now, have you watched any LCS games here, Ruben, recently?
0: I can honestly say that I have not, but I see that C9 and Liquid are tied for first.
1: So, yes, that just happened today, and that was in the game uh, of Cloud9 versus Liquid today. So Liquid uh, did take down Cloud9 today um, and handed them their third loss of the season. And that does tie Cloud9 and TL 4 first place, which is kind of, well, not really a surprise, or it shouldn't be a surprise for anyone here, you know, who follows NALCS. But it's currently a clown fiesta. So, <laughs> um, if any, on, let's be honest, anyone who pays attention to the NALCS, if they had to choose, you know, which teams would be at the top, Cloud9 and Liquid would be there. So, um, that is, in my opinion, a stark contrast to the third place team do you see who the third place team is yep yeah and that's uh team solo mid so <laughs> um and they are they are currently at nine wins and five losses so they are two wins behind uh, the tied for first uh, which could easily close to one victory uh in, uh you know and being tied for second um but I no surprise there you know for me, Honestly, they, they picked up double lift. And so, although I did not consider that a huge upgrade uh, to, to bring TSM to the top level of play in the NALCS, uh, it certainly does a lot of good for T- it does more good for TSM than any of the other roster swaps in the other teams like FlyQuest, like uh, Golden Guardians. Um, with one exception, and that's possibly Evil Geniuses. So uh, Evil Geniuses uh, did make a roster swap here, and we now have Huni in the top lane, and they also have swapped out Jizuke in the mid lane for uh, Grayson Golden, Gu- Golden Glue Gilmer, or Gimler, I don't know what his last name is, but uh, lots of Gs in his name. But <laughs> it was previously on Golden Guardians, so before he was G G G, his initials. Uh, for Grayson Gilmer, Golden Guardians, Golden Glue. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, so uh one one surprise that I see here is that CLG is not at the bottom of the standings and they're currently tied for seventh with hundred thieves. So that's a that's a welcome surprise. <laughs> and then we have Immortals at the bottom at three wins and eleven losses. So wow, wow. Yeah, now keep in mind that Immortals were the first team this split, I believe, to hand Cloud9 a loss uh, in in the summer split. So uh, that was definitely uh, something else to behold, I believe. Now, I haven't been following any LCS super closely either, Okay, so bear with me if I lie. But uh, as far as I understand, I believe 100 Thieves was the other team to hand, hand Cloud9. liquid uh uh, a liquid (laughs) Hmm. maybe they handed cloud nine a loss that's the l word i'm looking for here uh in in the split and so cloud nine currently stands with three losses under their belt so not quite the dominant cloud nine that we're used to seeing but uh you know that that is that a good thing yeah you know because no one's gonna watch a cloud nine game if they're just gonna stomp every time right Right. at least That's what that's that's my way of thinking. But uh, do you have any thoughts on NALCS currently?
0: I'm honestly surprised that Cloud Nine has managed to stay in the top. Like, obviously, they're not doing as good as they did the last split, but I mean, they might as well be because eleven and three is still an awesome score to have right now.
1: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're still doing super well. Yes. Uh, and the thing is that overall they're still doing super well but you see especially in the games that they lose right if you look at the games that they lose where they just get steamrolled um it's uh you know it's it's definitely something to behold because all of a sudden you start seeing uh you know kind of a kind of a holes in their armor so to speak you know like when when blabber doesn't get the jungle pathing that he needs, or if he doesn't get the opportunity to be as aggressive in the jungle as he would like to be, um, then he starts falling behind and he starts getting out jungled by contracts. Uh, Or if, uh, you know, if licorice picks a carry top laner and he makes one mistake in lane, then, uh, you know, he just, he's just not as effective in, in the game as a whole uh, as the tank counterpart that he's playing against uh, in the top lane. So, uh, you start seeing little things here and there, or you see tactical, you know, he's, he's, he's a double lips replacement there. He's a solid eighty carry, um, but he's still very much a LCS rookie. So you'll see him make, you know, little rookie mistakes, whether, um, you know, he, he isn't positioned exactly where he should be in fights or he cancels an auto attack automate animation, that sort of thing. Uh, you see little things like that, where you're like, Oh, like cloud nine isn't, you know, immortal. And so that kind of, brings the whole thing into perspective where it's like, how are they going to do in Worlds? And then you're like, oh, yeah, there's probably, you know, it's still the NALCS, so they're probably not going to do that well in Worlds. But anyways, there's still our hope. <laughs> so that's, uh you know, that we're still holding out for that, or at least I am. They're our best bet at Worlds for sure.
0: I'm going to be so stoked if c9 makes it all the way to Worlds and wins. However, I'm also going to be upset because my boy my boy
1: <laughs> yeah because then sneaky will not have been part of it <laughs> with his luck he he won't be but uh uh yeah so that's really interesting i mean definitely right now in global league of legends i feel like korea is still not as strong as they used to be you know the, the days of the korean heyday are are beside us and uh, na definitely has to worry about uh you know all the other regions in addition to korea now uh, EU still looking super strong. Uh, even the LPL teams are looking fairly solid. You know, they'll still give uh, the Korean teams a, a good run for their money. Uh, and uh, at this point, I'm just like, can NA beat you know the wild card teams? <laughs> now <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. maybe the Japanese teams. We'll have to. I haven't, I haven't kept up with the Japanese else, uh, you know uh, league scene in quite some time, so I cannot speak for them.
0: sir well i mean do you got any other little news tidbits or little things you'd like to add on
1: um not not currently well actually yeah there's just one thing it's not really important but if anyone's in tucson and you're looking for a good food truck during the pandemic go to sazon el cebollon they're usually at uh 265 uh uh, west valencia on the south side and oh my gosh they're so good and I've, I've recommended them to you a couple times here, Ruben, but I went there last weekend for the first time and got myself some cheesy, uh, birria tacos. And oh my gosh, that's like my favorite food truck of all time now. So <laughs> uh,
0: the pictures you sent definitely made me want to
1: try it. Dude, go like one of these days go. Cause they're literally right next to Jason's apartment complex. Right. So go hang out with Jason, play a little bit, go get some tacos Eat him at Jason's place, or eat him there, and it's so good. It's so good. Take like, take like twenty dollars with you, so you can get some some birria tacos. Get yourself uh, the the really long Sonoran hot dog, and you're set. You're set. That's all I have to say, though.
0: Alrighty, sir. Well then, without further ado, I guess we will end it here.
1: I'd say so. I'd say so, and I'll I'll, I'll say goodbye for Jason in his stead. I don't know where he went off to, but hopefully something important.
0: <laughs> I'm all as Jason. So, so we can only assume. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the outro. You know, thanks for joining us for another week on the, let's talk about it podcast. Um, we want to thank the people who have been keeping an eye on us, keeping, keeping watch and just checking us out. Um, you know, Pass this on to your friends if you think it's something that they might be into, or you know, just share it and be like, "Hey, listen, listen to these guys. They totally do not sound like they know what they're talking about."
1: <laughs> um, Accurate.
0: <laughs> but I mean, doesn't matter. We're having fun. We hope you guys are having fun. You know, joining us when you do. Um, but without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and say farewell.
1: As will I. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week.
0: And outro music.